What's up, Buttercup? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael. It is a snowy, snowy Thursday morning. If you live in the Denver metro area, you got absolutely dumped on close to a foot in some areas. It's spring. I mean, that's spring in Colorado. We all know how it goes. There's pre-winter, which is, you know, like December, even parts of late November could be pretty cold. January, obviously. And then we get all the precipitation in late February, March. It just, it always goes this way. Basically every big blizzard that's ever happened in my life happened around this time. I'm not sure if this is, this is quite a blizzard. I think you need over a foot, but it's definitely a, a significant snowstorm going to make things a pain in the ass. I have a, I have a little car. I'm getting a new car though. And, and I'm stoked about it. I'll, I'll get into that in just a second. But first I got to shout out my homies over at Chevalier Mortgage. You know, whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage, buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, they're going to make the process as smooth and simple as possible. If you've gone through the loan process before and you'd rather, I don't know, go sit in Laramie for a couple hours, uh, watch Nolan Arenado highlights with the Cardinals, even worse, you know, watch CSU not in the NCAA tournament, just something horrible. That's what it's normally like. But that's just because you haven't worked with Mike in Virginia. Trust me, they're going to make the process so easy so comfortable. They're a family-owned business, so you know that you can trust them. You're going to feel like a person, not just another number. And you know, sure, you're probably hearing how great these mortgage rates are, but Mike and Virginia, they're not your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. I'm telling you, they are the best in the business. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you're going to get set up with a free consultation. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com, or you can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. I don't know what it is about CSU men's basketball, but anytime there's a game coming up, it seems to snow. Whenever, you know, there's no games, it's nothing, it's clear, it's nice for weeks on end, and the night before the game, or the day of, you know, it, it always seems to to hit the fan. Anyways, I know everybody hates this guy in the office, but we do need the precipitation. You know, I think back to the East Troublesome fires and, and just how horrific they were, and again, you know, everybody hates that dude in the office. Oh, it's cold out today, or, you know, we really need the precipitation. Everyone's like, I get it, dude, but I had to spend 30 minutes clearing off my car this morning and it took me 25 minutes to get out of my neighborhood. That's all a pain. But, you know, I, I welcome the snow, even though it's going to make my day significantly more annoying. Let's jump right into it, though. There's a lot of hoop stuff to talk about. I'm going to talk football tomorrow. Recently caught up with um, Giles Pooler, the CSU's most recent 2021 quarterback commit. Going to play that tomorrow. Uh, today, we're going to catch up with Steve Adazio, Daquan Jackson, and Trey McBride. I'll have some content on that, so make sure you keep your eyes out on that. Spring ball is officially here. It's it's starting this weekend. Football's back. It feels crazy, but it's already time to start thinking about the 2021 fall season, baby. Just briefly, before we get into the hoops talk, though, I'm going to get a little sentimental. Uh, thank you to everybody that responded to my Twitter question. You know, I just kind of asked people, you know, how long did they drive their first car? Were they sentimental about it? Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm actually... Well, I, I purchased it. I pick up my new car next week. 
big milestone for me. I've been driving. Um, it's it's kind of a beater at this point. It's a 2004 Mazda 3 that I bought when I was 17 years old. I had to work my butt off to get it, man. I don't have, you know, I didn't come from a rich family or anything like that. I worked from ages like 13 to 17. I started umping, you know, eight-year-old baseball games, eventually got a job bussing tables at Gunther Tooties. I don't know if you've ever been to Gunther Tooties, but you can't have any self-respect when you work there. It's a 50s diner. It's It's crazy corny. But I needed the money, and so I worked there for a couple years, saved up, and man, they're just, I was so proud when I bought that car. You couldn't tell me nothing. That was the proudest day of my life until I graduated school. I mean, going to pick up my high school sweetheart in it and just feeling so accomplished. And I'm sure I smelled like fryer grease from Gunther Duties or whatever, but man, you couldn't tell me nothing that day. It was, it was just an awesome moment. I'm a sentimental guy. So, you know, I'm kind of sappy, but I'm going to miss it. This is going to be like the last major snowstorm I drive it through. Man, I've, we've been through it all. I drove through the floods back, you know, back when the floods happened in, what was that, 2013, I think. I was actually at a concert in Broomfield and had to drive back to Fort Collins. I mean, the water's like up over my tires. It was terrifying. We made it though. I mean, we made it through driving to baseball tournaments all around the state Freshman year, I was one of the few people that had a car. So, I mean, just remember packing like six or seven people deep and heading into Old Town and just all that stuff, man. It was it was great. I've, I've taken it to Wyoming, Utah, Kansas, all over. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm moving on up in the world. Bought kind of a grandma car, to be honest. It's just another sedan, but got a killer deal on it. Only like 32,000 miles. Gotta love that. Gotta love the good gas mileage. And uh, it'll be nice to not not be worried about breaking down every single time I, I get on the road. All right, thanks for bearing with me for a second and letting me just take a little trip down memory lane. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm a sappy dude, so I'm, I'm sentimental about this car. Let's start talking hoops, though, because I know that's what everybody cares about. Yeah, the Pato Mountain West Championship, it's it's difficult, but it's definitely not impossible for the men's or the women's team. Let's just start with the women's team and, and talk about why this, why this situation is going to be so difficult for them. If you are a DNVR subscriber, I, I wrote a, about a thousand word feature breakdown, whatever you want to call it, on this topic yesterday. So please go check that out. Um, the, the thing about the, the women's team, you got to start by sweeping Air Force. I mean, there, there are plenty of scenarios in which they can lose to Air Force. It's actually better to lose to Air Force than it is to lose to New Mexico. So, so more importantly than anything, they got to sweep New Mexico. But just giving yourself those two buffer wins, that, that's really going to put them in, in, in a nice position to, to secure that one seed because ultimately that's what you want. Unfortunately, you know, the women's side, it's definitely going to be a one-bid league. It always is. But if CSU goes 4-0, they win out, then they're the, the outright Mountain West champions no matter what Fresno State does, no matter what New Mexico does. If they sweep Air Force and split with UNM, the Lobos need to lose at least one of their three games versus Air Force and Utah State. Um, otherwise, it's going to come down to tiebreakers. CSU splits with Air Force but sweeps UNM. They, they win it outright. If CSU goes 2-2, two and two, they still have a shot. UNM needs to lose two or more of their final five games. They also need Fresno State to drop a game to UNLV. Now, worst case... There is a way CSU could win if they go one and three. They would get swept by Air Force. They'd have to split with UNM. They'd need the Lobos to go one and four. 
and they would also need Fresno State to lose both games to UNLV. You don't want that scenario. Uh, ultimately, you know, the regular season conference title, like I said, it, it doesn't do much other than seeding. But you want to give yourself any advantage that you can going into the Mountain West tournament. It's going to be so hard. They've got to play four games in a week. They, they at least get the weekend off, you know, Sunday off. They won't have to start then. They're going to have to win three games between Monday and Wednesday if they want to ultimately give themselves that guaranteed shot to go dancing. It, it's going to be real, real tough. This team is talented. I think they're the best in the Mountain West. It's just a brutal, brutal stretch to have to play, you know, seven games and what's basically going to come down to about 10 days or 11 days, I guess, if they make it to Wednesday. Either way, you know, it's it's possible they have the talent I've talked about. I love the build of this roster. I love the depth. They've gone real deep all year. I think that's going to be a great strength of theirs in the Mountain West tournament. You know, I'll, I'll emphasize that a little bit more. I'm going to kind of break down their path to a Mountain West tournament victory, what I think needs to happen just based on some of the things that they've done and, and the other games against top competition. But you know, the, the path to March Madness, it's there for Ryan Williams' squad. We're just going to have to see what they what they do with it. Obviously, this schedule, it, it doesn't do them any favors. But you know, like they said in that Mike Brohard feature on CSURams.com, you just got to be cockroaches. You got to survive. If you want to go to the NCAA tournament, you're going to have to survive a brutal stretch at some point. CSU, they already survived one to start the season. Now, you know, they've got another chance right here. I think this team can do it. It's, it's just going to really come down to fatigue. They're going to need the bench to play big minutes. They're going to need somebody other than the stars to step up at some point. But you really need, you know, McKenna Hofshield, Laura DeVos, and Tori Williams to kind of carry you through this moment. They're your big three. This is their opportunity to shine. When I very first got on the CSU beat, you know, five and a half, six years ago, Ellen Nistrom, Elon Gustafson, these are the moments they lived for. They lived for these big games. I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what this team does because I think this team can score better. I think they're really built for the tournament just with the pace of play. I think they're really going to be exhausting and their legs should be fresh. Obviously, there's going to be some rust in these early games. I'm thinking by New Mexico, they should be pretty good, assuming that fatigue's not too big of a factor. I do like that it wasn't like a COVID shutdown for CSU. They were at least able to practice. But there's just no simulation for a live game scenario. So the, the stage is set. They have a chance here. It's going to be really, really tough. But I think this roster has the build to make a run, and I'm really intrigued to see how they do it. Definitely looking forward to following along, and it's going to be a blast. All right, Word. Let's, let's flip our tune here and talk about the men's team now who also has a chance to win a conference championship a little bit simpler, not as many scenarios to look at. Before we do, though, it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is giving the new players the chance to cash $100. All you got to do, bet on any team. If they hit a three-pointer this three pointer this week, you're $1. That turns into $100. That's a no-brainer. That's the easiest way to make $100 that I've ever heard. This killer deal, it's not going to be around forever, so head to the App Store now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get in on all of the action. I love the profit boost. You know, a couple times a week, they do a 33% profit boost on any three-leg NBA parlay. Hit one last night. Shout-out to Devin Booker playing angry, hitting some threes, cashing the third leg of my parlay for me. But if basketball's not for you, they've got odds boost on hockey, soccer, MMA, table tennis, you name it. DraftKings, they paid out $7 billion to customers since 2012. They know a thing or two about big paydays. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. Again, that promo code DNVR. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions do apply. Colorado only. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I make it rain. I make it rain. That's what I always think about when I win on DraftKings, that that classic song from <laughs> mid-2000s. Got a handful of stacks, better grab an umbrella. I make it rain. All right, that was the uh, the dorkiest and whitest thing I've ever done on this podcast. Let's talk about the men's team, their path to a conference championship, and the one seed. Winning the Mountain West tournament, it's not do or die for CSU, but I do think two wins, like making the semifinals or the championship game, it would just go a long, long way. You know, I'll say this, you know, before we even focus on the Mountain West tournament, you do want to win that regular season conference title. One, to give yourself the, the one seed. I mean, just give yourself the best opportunity, the easiest path. But beyond that, I just, I don't think the selection committee, if it came down to an at-large bid, I have a hard time seeing them leave out the regular season champ in the Mountain West, just given how competitive it's been this year. And you look at Utah State and San Diego State and Boise State, and, you know, shoot, even, you know, Nevada's and UNLV's and Wyoming's of the world. Like, this is a really, really good conference. Winning the regular season title, it will hold some weight. How do you do that? Well, if you're CSU, first and foremost, you want to win out. That's obviously going to be really tough. You're coming off of a three-week pause. Now you've got an in-state rivalry game, although, you know, the Air Force-CSU hoops rivalry, not, you know, quite as intense as the football side, unless you're J.J. Avila, of course. Look up that YouTube video of him putting... God, I can't remember who it was. He put the dude in the chokehold that ended up transferring like three times. Anyways, if you're CSU, you went out. You got to start with those wins over Air Force. Beat down New Mexico. Uh, first and foremost, you know, those wins, they don't do a ton for you as far as raising your national clout or anything like that. But three wins would be big for keeping up with San Diego State, who obviously gets those two forfeits added to their total from that New Mexico thing. And again, I, I disagree with how that ended up playing out. It is what it is, but if CSU wins out, San Diego State splits with Boise State or drops their game at UNLV next week, you are the outright regular season champs. Now, if CSU wins three of four, you can still win outright. You just need San Diego State and Boise State to split. You also need Boise State to lose a game to Fresno State in that scenario. You never know. I mean, that seems impossible, but Fresno State upset UNLV last night. Also, one of the sickest in-game dunks I've ever seen posted it on Twitter. Holy cow. Um, there's another scenario. CSU can win three of four. San Diego State can sweep Boise State, and then the Aztecs can lose to UNLV. In that scenario, you can still get the outright title. So there's a couple of different ways in which CSU can still clinch that one seed. Some of it is out of their control, unfortunately, and you hate to be in that scenario. But if you if you win out, you give yourself a shot. Now, it's unfortunate that if you win out and San Diego State both wins out, they're basically going to win on a technicality and the conference crown is going to be decided not by games played, but by the two games that weren't. Those forfeits really end up screwing everybody else. They don't really hurt New Mexico in any way. You know, they don't have a chance to contend. It really just hurts Boise State and CSU in, in, in the end. I get why they're ruled a forfeits. I mean, those games, they, they were played because New Mexico just chose not to play them. Their roster was depleted. It was a really weird situation. It, it's just unfortunate. And I think the league, out of fairness... You know, they could have had San Diego State at least play one game against New Mexico next week, considering CSU still has to make that trip to Nevada. Again, it is what it is. 
There's never going to be a 100% fair system, especially in the COVID world. Sometimes the, the cookie just doesn't crumble your way. It kind of feels like that happens a lot in, in CSU's case, but hey, you know, you, you win, you take care of business, you give yourself a shot. That's all you can do. If you still lose the conference crown, then you still have got a shot, you know, in the Mountain West championships. Um, if you go three and one down the stretch, I think you still have a strong chance for an at-large bid. A first-round exit might make that a little bit sketchy, but you should be in pretty good position if you go 3-1, and one, if you go 4-0. and oh, I don't see how you don't ultimately make the NCAA tournament. Um, we'll have to see how some of these other bubble teams pan out. Duke, Stanford, uh, some of these fringe teams. I'm going to be so annoyed if Duke gets in over CSU, but that win over Virginia really, really helped their cause. Unfortunate, um, but we know the Blue Bloods are going to get the benefit of the doubt. They always do. Before we go here, I am just briefly going to talk about this San Diego State-Boise State matchup because it obviously has just drastic implications for CSU. A really, really intriguing matchup. Um, Boise State, they haven't been as strong on the road. They got swept at Nevada. The, you know, their, their loss to CSU in Fort Collins. They did sweep Wyoming on the road, which is tough to do. But this is going to be, you know, their toughest road test to date. You know, you can put CSU in that conversation as well, but San Diego State, they've, they've really just figured out their identity on both ends of the floor. Currently ranked 37th in adjusted offense and 19th in adjusted defense. That is according to Ken Palm. If that sounds like gibberish to you, basically, that is the amount of points you score and amount of points that you allow per 100 possessions, but it is adjusted based on the opponent that you play. So it's not just outright points per possession. It's adjusted based on the level of competition. So what that shows is San Diego State... They're really good on both ends of the floor, and they've been able to do it against some really, really good teams as well. I mean, the metrics absolutely love them at this point, more so than any other team in the Mountain West. Boise State, I mean, they're no slouch. They rank 51st in adjusted offense, 64th in adjusted defense, so the same metrics. Clearly, you know, a significant step below San Diego State. But I do think this is a game where tempo is, is really going to play a big factor. San Diego State, they play aggressive, you know, on-man defense. They want to grind it out on offense, though. They want to be methodical. They want to, you know, work the shot clock. They want to play in their half-court offense. And they're really, really good at getting the ball inside and then getting it back out, creating high-percentage looks for guys like Jordan Shackle, who's just a killer, man. He's one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Can absolutely just... He's one of those dudes where if he hits one or two early, look out, because he might go for 40 that night. But in a, in a physical slow game, I think San Diego State probably has the advantage here. I'd really like to see them work it into Mensa. He's kind of disappeared the last couple of games, but Boise State, they really struggled to contain the Amos Keda. David Roddy was able to have some success against them in the post as well. I think if they can do that, get shackled and knock down some shots, get some big minutes out of their bench guys, San Diego State should be in a pretty good position here. They're like seven-point favorites, which is kind of significant, a little bit higher than I would have guessed. Not sure I would put money on that, but I do like them, especially in this game one. The Broncos, you know, they don't play with a ton of tempo. They're not like a run-and-gun team, but they do have the guards to get out in transition. They're not scared to shoot threes early in a possession. They can create transition opportunities with their speed. If they can, you know, make this a track meet, I think that probably favors them more so than San Diego State. They just, they don't want San Diego State to consistently set up in their half-court defense. If they do that, they're just going to make it so hard. They're, they're so good at defending the three. But, you know, on the flip side, Boise State, they're a team that can really get hot as well. I mean, obviously, you think of Derek Alston, but 
both of these teams. They have guys that can beat you beyond the stars. I mean, the sophomore guards for the Broncos, Shaver and Dennis, they've really come on strong late. They can light up. Obviously, you know, Kijab and Armis, what they can do in the post. It's going to be fun. And then even, you know, San Diego State, Terrell Gomez, he can kill you from three. Trey Pulliam, he's kind of started to find his stride of late, has hit some big shots and some big games. This is going to be a fun one. I'm I'm looking forward to watching both of these games. I like how the time works out so that you can still watch the CSU games and these. There's not going to be any overlap. It's it's going to be a big series. And this is going to be one, you know, obviously you're rooting for the split. If you are um if you are CSU, if Boise State is able to sweep, they're going to get the outright crown. If San Diego State sweeps, and then they're going to be in a position where all they need is a win over UNLV to clinch. A lot at stake. A lot at stake. This is what college basketball is all about. Um, it's not quite March yet, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is March. Shout out to John Rothstein. We will be with you throughout it all. Podcasts, written content. Finally, we have some basketball to talk about again. The last three weeks have been absolutely miserable, but this is the best time of year. I love college basketball. Make sure you're keeping up with DNVR Madness, our national content. Keep you up to date with all things. Yesterday, we talked about who's going to be that fourth one seed. Michigan, you know, they kind of locked it up with that win over Ohio State. Obviously, Gonzaga and Baylor. But behind them, you know, there's a lot of teams. Villanova, Ohio State, Alabama, even though they just dropped a game to Arkansas, that's probably going to probably gonna kill them. And they're shot at a one seed, which sucks because I had some money on that. But I still think Bama is a team that can make a run. Um, yeah, so looking forward to talking about all of that. I love college hoops. I love all of you that subscribe. Stay safe. Stay warm. Much love. I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing Rhymes that make sense but more lines that didn't I was walking with my headphones heavy bumping pivot Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas And features those ain't favors, my mood rings an alligator Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater Staring at white pages it's habitual behavior, check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized Like yeah I'm fine and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now, but I swear that